Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Lightworks podcast. I'm your host, Martha Newcomb, and today's episode is episode number nine, and it's called A Word for Woman. Am I Enough? So, ladies, I'm so glad you took the time to tune into today's podcast. We have so much to cover, so I'm going to get into it right away. First, if you listened to my last podcast on the spirit of lust and introduction, you learn that there is a battle going on inside us between the flesh and the spirit and how lust, which is an object of desire that resides in the heart, has an appetite for sin and drives us to go after the desires of the flesh. You also learn that there are three forms of lust, which include the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of this life. Therefore, it is important that we feed our spirits through fellowship with God so that our spirit can be led by God's spirit. Now, in prayer and getting ready for this message, God brought this question to me. The question is, am I enough? Have you ever questioned your value as a woman? What the Lord pressed on my spirit is that the enemy has made it his mission to rob women of their value by getting them to question their identity. What I mean is that the enemy has been getting us as women to covet or envy one another and compare ourselves to one another to get us to question if we ourselves are enough. Therefore, instead of allowing God to lead us, we allow our covetousness to lead us astray. What God revealed to me through scripture is that the enemy uses the lust of the eyes to draw women away from their identity in Christ by planting a seed of dissatisfaction in their own lives, which gets them to desire the life of another woman. So, have you ever thought to yourself, I wish I had a body like hers, or I wish I could attract men like her, or I wish I looked like her, or I wish I had a husband like that, or she looks so happy, I wish I had a life like hers, etc., Then you start comparing yourself to that woman and suddenly you are dissatisfied with who you are, what you have, and then begin to question your life and your value. That's the enemy. Slowly chipping away at your identity, trying to get your eyes off of God and on someone else. Now, There are two parts to this message. The first part addresses our thinking as women, and the second part addresses the sensual or sexual component of lust in women and its origin. So, first is our thinking. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 15, this is how God describes us as his daughters. She is more precious than Joel's. And nothing you desire can compare with her. 
In other words, we as women in the eyes of God are more valuable than the precious things we see as valuable on earth. Therefore, as daughters of the Most High, we need to know our worth. However, again, the enemy deceives us by getting us to question our worth through covetousness and comparing ourselves to other women. In Genesis chapter 30, verses 1 through 3, we see a similar situation here. And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said unto Jacob, Give me children or else I die. And Jacob answered was, was kindled against Rachel. And he said, Am I in God's stead? Who hath withheld from thee the fruit of the womb? And she said, Behold, my maid Bilhah, go in unto her, and she shall bear upon my knees that I may also have children by her. So you see, here we see Rachel envied her sister Leah, who was able to have children. So because Rachel could not have children, she goes to Jacob and tells him to give her children. Demanding it from him. Of course, he tells her that that's God's place. Therefore, instead of waiting on God and trusting in him, she grew impatient and allowed her envy to lead her which resulted in her giving her maidservant to her husband so she can have a child. What we can learn from Rachel is how envy can influence us to act in questionable ways that cause us to act in our own will to get our way, however, at what cost. One of the greatest strategies of the enemy is to attack us from the inside by getting us to focus on how we look or appear on the outside. So in what ways does the enemy attack us? What you need to understand is that the battle is in the mind. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, it states, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. So what you need to understand is the word is our weapon in destroying the worldly opinions or thoughts that try to plant themselves in our minds. Because it is the seed of dissatisfaction that gets us women to start questioning our value and start looking at other women and thinking that if we had that kind of life, that maybe our lives would be better or we would feel more fulfilled. And then we forsake our identity in Christ to go after an identity that is not ours. In Romans Chapter 2, verse 12, it states, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Again, 
The word of God helps us to renew our minds so that we do not conform to the world's design, specifically when it comes to our identity and our purpose as women. The word helps us to test and know what is God's good, pleasing, and perfect will for our lives. And although we share a commonality in our identity in Christ and in our purpose as women, God has blessed each of us with different personalities, gifts, talents, helpmates, and even the children we were given to fulfill our godly purpose. Therefore, when we covet one another, we rob ourselves of seeing the blessings we've already been given and the fulfillment that comes when we embrace our identity in Christ and his purpose for us as individuals. You know, the enemy hates us, not only because we are God's creation, but because God has given us the ability to bring life into the world. Just like Mary was chosen by God to give birth to Jesus. So what the enemy tries to do is destroy us as women. He does this by perverting our godly purpose as women. Think about this for a minute. Can you think of areas in which the enemy has perverted and exploited women? Let me name a few. Feminism, abortion, sexual immorality, gender confusion, human trafficking, abuse, etc. But where did it all originate? We are going to transition now. We are going to dig deeper into an area of lust when it comes to women. And although I can keep going over every symptom of how the enemy perverts women, I'd rather get to the root of it all. When preparing for this topic, I was having a conversation with my husband about what I was going to share with you. Then suddenly, one word came to my mind along with images and the dots started to connect in my head. So to start this off, I want to remind you of an unseen battle going on right now. In Ephesians 6 verse 12, it states, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Not only does the enemy want to cause us to question our value as women, he uses things of this world and his minions to mislead men away from seeing us as God sees us and through demonic influence, corrupts their view of us through perversion. In 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 1 through 6, it states, Now King Solomon loved many foreign women, 
along with the daughter of Pharaoh, Moabite, Ammonite, Edomite, Sidonian, and Hittite women, from the nations concerning which the Lord had said to the people of Israel, You should not enter into marriage with them, neither shall they with you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. Solomon clung to these in love. He had 700 wives who were princesses and 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. For when Solomon was old, his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not wholly true to the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. So Solomon did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, and did not wholly follow the Lord as David his father had done. Remember that word I told you that the Lord brought to me? The word was Ashtaroth. And what you have to understand is that King Solomon, through King Solomon's reign, he promoted the worship of this goddess. So what you need to understand is that King Solomon had deliberately disobeyed the Lord by marrying foreign women. This caused his heart to turn away from God. He began to worship the deities of these foreign women. One was Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians. What you must understand is that the enemy uses the same things he has used throughout history to draw our hearts away from God. And although Ashtaroth is not a name we hear every day, this demonic deity is still around, only repackaged to stay hidden, to deceive us, and to unknowingly worship its perversion. Ashtaroth, first off, started off as a male demon. Then over the years, transitioned through different cultures, turned it into a woman deity. So again, this idol or this deity started off male. Then it transitioned into a woman deity. Ashtaroth was the counterpart to Baal. She was considered the goddess of war, fertility, and sexuality. Worship offerings to her were in the form of sexual rituals, which included prostitution. Ashtaroth poles were high places of worship for her that were trees carved in a phallic symbol. What you must also understand is that her symbols include a star, because that's the meaning of her name. Other symbols are the dove and a tree, representing a tree of life. Some cults have went so far as to say she was Yahweh's wife. Can you discern what all of this means. 
I'm going to help you. So what you must also understand is that she perverts the truth of God's word. She plants herself wherever God is working to deceive Christians. She comes as a counterfeit of the Holy Spirit. Remember, one of her symbols is the dove. The lust of the flesh is how she is worshipped. And she wars against the truth of God's word. Now again, the enemy knows how ridiculous it sounds for us to worship a tree. So he has to repackage this demonic deity in a way that is more appealing to Christians and to our flesh. Sexual sin is rampant in the church. How many of our brothers and sisters have fallen prey to this demonic influence? I have mentioned in the past, my husband and I have counseled many marriages where pornography, infidelity, and masturbation have perverted the marriage bed and made it a high place for Astareth. I have personally seen many women broken by the spirit, by this particular spirit, in the form of sexual abuse. Astaroth is both male and female, so we can't see its influence when it comes to gender confusion. Sisters, when it comes to our virtue, this demonic spirit tries to pervert us by making us want to be worshipped as sex objects, then uses us to encourage the sensual desires within men. She tries to strip us of our identity of Christ while turning us into idols, making us focus on our outside appearance so that we don't notice the deception from within. That is how cunning she comes. Now, I know this may seem intense, but it was important that you know what we as women are up against. However, what you must also understand is this. I'm going to go over a couple of of powerful scriptures with you because I want this to empower you as a sister in the Lord. Okay. This is, I'm not telling you this so that you can fear. I'm telling you this so that you are aware of the enemy's tactics. But now I'm going to give you scripture to help you understand that this is not a fight that you are fighting alone. And I have scripture to prove it. 1 John 4, 4, you are from God, little children, and you have conquered them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Now, Philippians 4, 13 states, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. John 14, 16 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. John 17, 17 states, Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. 
Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and in the ends and to the ends of the earth. Sisters, I want to conclude with this. So please listen to me carefully. If you have already surrendered your life to Jesus Christ and made him Lord of your life, everything you need to overcome lust and demonic influences has already been provided to you. You have the truth of God's word to expose the deception of lust, covetousness, and the influences of Ashtoreth or any other demonic influences that come at you. You also have the spirit of God to lead you, protect you, and empower you to walk in holiness and obedience. Remember the one who conquered the world, the whole world, dwells inside of you. He is inside of you. And that's Jesus Christ. Remember your identity is in Christ. And if you don't know your identity in Christ, it's time that you study your Bible and learn who you are in Christ so that you are not confused or deceived by the enemy. Remember, the way we fight our flesh is through our daily fellowship with God. That includes prayer, reading and studying our Bibles, and through our obedience to God. It says in Proverbs 14 verse 1, The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands the foolish one tears hers down. And ladies, to build your house, it starts from within. It's through fellowship with God when we allow the Holy Spirit to pour into us, it will flow out of us. Building our homes and fulfilling God's purpose for our lives. You know, if you're struggling in your walk, and I don't know where you are with the Lord, I don't know if any of these areas are something that you're struggling with. That's between you and God. But I want you to know that God is a forgiving God. And all you have to do is repent. Maybe while you were listening to this message, the Holy Spirit brought things to your mind. I want you to know that all you have to do is surrender it to God. Whatever it is that you're going through. Maybe you find yourself questioning your identity or your worth. Maybe you're comparing, comparing yourselves to other women and thinking that maybe if you try to be like somebody else, your life will be, you will, your life will be more fulfilled. Maybe you're struggling with sexual sin. Maybe the enemy's lying to you, telling you need, you need to compromise your virtue so that you can find a man. Whatever the issue is, I want you to know that you can bring it to Jesus and Jesus can turn things around for you, but you have to start by asking God for forgiveness. And you need to repent and you need to start new today. And sisters, it is important that every day 
you make time for the Lord, that you have fellowship with the Lord, that you take time to pray and seek his face, that you take time reading and studying your word, and that you choose to walk in obedience. And know that God has given you everything you need to defeat the works of the enemy. And the spirit is inside you to help you. You just have to access God. You just have to go to God and spend time with him and read your word. And you will see. Thank you again so much for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. I pray that this has blessed you and it has ministered to you. And if you know anybody who can benefit from this word, if you know another sister in the Lord or somebody who's struggling, please share this word with them so that that way they could be ministered to as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you and have a great day.